Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Teddy Teapot with Teddy Mellencamp. I am so excited to have Jillian Michaels on Teapod today. We have a lot to dig into. As you know, Jillian has committed her life to helping people be the best versions of themselves and live their happiest and healthiest lives. Well, thank you for uh, joining us on Teddy Teapod this week. I uh, had to, you know, I appreciate you coming on to have the conversation because I was like, am I feuding with someone? What is happening here? And <laughs> No, you're not. I like, but I can't say anything anymore without it turning into that. So I don't know if you actually. I, I went back after like I read like the sixth press article. I'm like, okay, I need to go listen to what she actually said. And you didn't say anything bad. I was like, I don't know anything about the program. And, and they're like, well, she's catching a lot of flack for it. And I was like, okay, well, is she, is she a trainer or nutritionist? No. And I was like, well, there's the problem. And here's my, here's my advice to you, honestly, because I actually don't know anything about the program is that whenever I step like a little bit out of my lane and I do a lot, I've written books about hormones. I've written books about pregnancy fitness. I always, because people come after me constantly, which I'm sure you're used to. I always get like the foremost experts in the space so that I can basically be like, you. Which is what I did. You and I have the same certification. I asked that though. They said you had no certification. 
my point. That is what these podcasters do in order to get clickbait so that then press will pick up the situation. So both people you spoke about have them. And, and, you know, that being said, some of my coaches don't, it's all about lived experience, but in that same token, I go to watch workout videos online, sometimes by people that aren't trainers, but I love their workouts, you know? So I, I was just cracking up because I'm like, people don't even do the research. They just want clickbait. And then they want people to feel like on edge with other people. And I'm like, no, I need to talk to her directly. I literally was like, I know nothing about the program, so I can't <laughs> comment about it. Cause I, cause I just, you know, I mean, when you sort of know, or when you know about nutrition and fitness, you don't need to look into other programs. Cause you know, the science of there's nothing to learn for me there. You know, when it comes to food, I'm looking at like what foods are going to boost my stem cells to keep me younger for longer. That's the, that's the stuff that I'm actively trying to learn about. But I was like, no, I know nothing about it. And then they were like, well, she's catching a ton of flack. And I was said, is she a trainer or is she a certified nutritionist? And they were like, no, she has no credentials. And then I was like, well, then that's going to be your problem. If you step out of your lane, you know, you got to make sure you back it up with the right professionals. So I don't, I was told you weren't, and I, to this day, don't know anything about the program and have no critiques of it. And I'm sure it's perfectly sound. And listening to so much of the things that you've done and said and written throughout the years, I have so much respect for you. I think a lot of what we talk about aligns. And I was like, I really just want to talk to her because one, I admire you. I think you're a lot of the things that you have said, I'm like, that is exactly how I feel. I don't know if you know, like the history of me, but at all, probably not. I do know a little, and this isn't because I'm like too cool for school. The, the actual, cause I hate when people come up to me and I, I am not that person. Cause I, I know, I know who you are, but they'll be like, yeah, I don't watch TV. And you're like, really? Oh, you know, and it's like this way of putting somebody down or acting like you're too cool for it. It's not that I'm, I'm too cool for it. I just genuinely, <laughs> and sometimes a bit out of the loop. So I do know who you are. And I, and then my, my girlfriend is actually a huge fan. And she was like, oh, babe, she had her, I hope I'm not getting this wrong. She's like, she had her whole weight loss journey and the whole thing. So my girlfriend's like, she's younger than me. So she's a bit more <laughs> with it on pop culture, mind you. So I knew of you. I just didn't know about your story. And then my girlfriend told me a little and I was like, don't tell me anymore. I'm just, I'm going to talk to her and like get to know her myself. Yeah, no. So I, I. Of course, I don't care. The fact that you haven't watched me is not something I uh, take offense to. <laughs> I, I literally only like, will only have time for like one show. You say it was The Undoing. Please, Please did watch that. Did you watch I that? don't, I don't, I, what is it? No, what is it? I like. Yeah. It's with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant and you need to watch it. Is it new? Six episodes, you will not. Soon you're like, we're not feuding. I'm obsessed with Teddy because she told me to watch. <laughs> we're not feuding. <laughs> um, okay. So essentially, my backstory is I, you know, fluctuated weight my whole entire life. I went from, you know, not eating enough to eating way too much, and a lot of it was lived experience. And after I went through struggles with IVF and miscarriages and, you know, so steroids and blood thinners and. Then, you know, after I had my kids, I completely lost myself. You know, I was looking to my husband to validate me after, you know, he'd get home from work every day. And I just really felt like scared. I was like, what am I doing with my life? I've, you know, gained over 85 pounds. I'm 
I'm alone. I'm scared to be vulnerable. I've gotten to the place where I'm not comfortable in my own skin. And so when I originally started my journey, I hadn't done any, you know, research on anything. I just started an Instagram and said, I'm changing my life today. Follow along if you're interested. And I blogged every day for 365 days and people saw my transformation. And during that time, I started learning about food and nutrition and how to be a good influence on my family and on, you know, raising my kids in a home that I can say like, this makes sense as opposed to the way like I grew up where I was like, all right, I have a diet Dr. Pepper and five string cheese and I'm good to go. Oh my God, dude. (laughs) I had the same upbringing. I swear to you. It was like diet sodas and oh yeah. Uh, Like all white flour. Like that's all I knew. So I, I really dove into like learning what works for my body and what doesn't. And so much of what you talk about, about just like lifestyle changes and figuring out long-term things that work for you is really what all in is all about. And that's why I was like, I completely think we need to have this conversation. But like, to be honest with you, I was extremely clear that I didn't even know anything about the program and had nothing to bash. So I was just told you were by these two kids that you were catching a rash of. And that's when I was like, well, you know, okay. Does she, does she have the ability to back this up? So are you catching a rash of for it? So a couple of months ago, there's like a, there's a website and it's called do moi. And it like oh. posts something. I didn't, I didn't know about it, but it posts things like people having affairs. Well, by the way, they also said that I had sex with Chris Evans. No press picked it up. <laughs> None. I like texted my husband. I'm like, why is no press picking this up? Oh. Uh, but uh, sorry. Was isn't so- he like Captain America? Isn't that? Yes, his- I was like, I knew it. I, okay, I was like, I have an eight-year-old, so I think I actually, I, my mind is like going through my Rolodex. I'm yeah. like, I'm not sure he's a superhero. Yep, so yep, yep. They okay. gossip about different about different people, and they had posted something about from one of my former clients that that was a client in 2016 that sent these messages about me um she also has sent me over 200 direct messages since like you're the most beautiful girl in the world i love you you're so funny you know like it was one of those unhealthy situations from the beginning and then there was another influencer who i'm not even going to mention her name i've never met in my life who spent you know four to six weeks just bashing me and gaining information without having any proper like proof or actually asking to speak to me and then just like went for it. It went to the point where I had to turn off commenting on my Instagram for like a couple weeks. And um, I just was like, I'm not gonna feed into this negative energy. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna keep doing what I do. I believe in it. My one, my programs evolved so much since 2016, <laughs> but also it is something that like, I have to have facts on something before I can openly like, go for it the way that this person did. And I was like, I can only, you know, move forward with what's right and keep talking about my program and keep talking about what's changed over 15,000 lives. And that's, and now thank God, I mean, we're back to, it didn't really, other than my mental state, because I, you know, it's hard to have somebody just going for you, going for what. Are you really not used to that? It's different it was different on housewives because like, I know what I'm getting myself into on that. But when it comes to this, like, it's like my heart and soul and everything that I care about and so much lived experience. And like my main thing has been 
to help people. So when somebody's saying you're doing everything you can to hurt people, it broke my heart. Like, yeah, but that's what, okay. But if you actually, okay. So you, if you actually listen to the interview, Oh, not where they you, were like, not you. This, I'm no, no, no. I, I know. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm saying what I would not from me. I'm saying I was talking about how haters come from me all the time. Cause they were saying you, you caught a ton of for it. And I was like, I catch it all the time, literally from every direction. I catch it. I catch it from the keto people. I catch it from the vegan, like God forbid. I'm like, well, you know, that's not optimal. <laughs> it's like insane. I will catch no matter what. And that's a, I expect it because and that's the part where I'm, I'm kind of surprised you actually don't, because if you do have that modicum of success, right. Then people are it's king of the hill. They want to take you down. They want to tear you apart. Unfortunately, that's our modern culture is like, oh, are you successful? Hold on. <laughs> You're going to get this far and then we're going to tear you to shreds. So for me, I'm always prepared to catch. And that's why I catch it so often that my second piece of advice was if ever I, you know, it's like, well, she did a pregnancy fitness video and she's never been pregnant and she's not ACOG certified, but I will hire the best pregnancy fitness specialist who is ACOG certified, have her create the program with me, have her on set, have her on the DVD so that anybody who steps to me, I'm like, yeah, fuck you, fight with this. And that's where I'm just kind of surprised that you didn't expect this. And if anything, as, as a peer and hopefully a newfound friend, I would think you might take it as a compliment and as like a sign of being successful. It took, it took me a little while to get there. Like just being completely honest and vulnerable. Like the first, I mean, a lot happened in one week, <laughs> you know, this all happened with her and then they didn't renew my contract with housewives. And that was the same week. And I was just like in the pandemic and my daughter had just had neurosurgery two months prior. Like oh I was God. a lot. So yeah. first it happened and I was like, listen, I'm used to catching flack for like my appearance or my voice or that I use my hands too much are all things that personally attack me. I actually have come okay with, but this was the first time it ha ever happened with my business, which my husband was actually like, this is a great thing, Teddy, you're global now. <laughs> I'm like, you're such a businessman, but I just never, you know, what I didn't like is that anybody that worked with me or anything like that, they were getting, starting to get bullied. And I'm just so grateful that that stops, you know, like I had a nurse that worked for me and they started posting her name and doing these things. And it's just like, guys, why are we in a place where if we really thought that damage was being done, wouldn't you maybe reach out to that person and, you know, talk to them versus. But it isn't about that. And you know that. I know you know that. It's about. No. It, like, I'll give you another example. And God forbid, I don't need to name another name. So I'll, I'll try to be somewhat vague. But years ago, oh my God, I stepped in a pile of this big. And it was my own fault. I was asked by Women's Health, you know, would I, was I going to have kids? And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to adopt. And I was super insecure about talking about endometriosis because I thought like, oh, if people, you know, know that I struggle with this, they won't believe that I'm actually good at what I do. Cause it's like, if you're so healthy, you know, how could you have this? So I was like, oh, you know, I just don't know if I, if I want to put my body through it. And I was like, kind of meant like, 
what it would take to get pregnant. Anyway, it was a huge thing. Jillian Michaels thinks pregnancy ruins the body. Jillian hates pregnant women, the whole thing. And there was a fitness person who's has a degree of success, but wasn't overwhelmingly successful. And she was like, she's a monster. And she's, she's, I don't know how to name of, I was a phobic of pregnant women and just went after me. But the whole goal was how can I make a name for myself by attacking Jill? Cause she's the biggest name in the space. And that's basically what you're going through. Sounds like, I mean, and, and thankfully I think it's past me. I don't know. I've like just kind of pushed it to the side and I'm not even looking at it because business is good. Life is good. And I'm just trying to focus on, you know, growing and learning and the next thing, but the crazy that you say that the same thing happened to me was something I said about pregnancy. Like I, Oh, I cannot wait. So I, what said, did you say? <laughs> I, when I was struggling with IVF, I said publicly, um, you know, this, it, it's killing me, but you know, it's making me yeah. crazy because I always thought like, this was the one thing that I could do. And now that I can't, I was feeling worthless. And everyone was like, you made us feel terrible. Like you did. And I was like, but that I could almost like, okay, maybe I was insensitive in my tone, but like, it was how I was feeling in the moment. That is, isn't that crazy that in the world we live in, God forbid you have a moment of honesty, you know, cause I genuinely was like, I don't know, it's, it's scary for me. And without getting too much into my personal history, but if I was to be totally honest with you, it is scary. Any woman I've ever worked with who's actually pregnant is like, I'm scared, you know? And they'll tell you like, I'm afraid of tearing. I'm afraid of a C-section. I'm afraid of postpartum. I feel sick. I feel this. I'm throwing, I'm throwing up foam. <laughs> like literally, and you can have those conversations privately where you can be like, dude, I get it. It's scary. Or I get it. It's hard. Or I get it. You know, you're afraid or you feel this way, or you don't want stretch mark, but God forbid. You say like, I don't want stretch. You bitch, you don't want to be, you have a beautiful bit. People just, yeah, it's crazy. And it's where we've reached a place crazy. where everybody wants to tear each other down when maybe they even have actually felt the same. And it's really about something they're going through. That's it. And You're spot on. And I, I think that it just comes with time and it comes with doing it. I'm only, you know, six years into my business. So it's, or maybe... I guess it's seven now, but so for me, it's like, this was the first time. And it was like this big wake up call, like, wow. Okay. And, and, but now actually what it did was light a fire in me to go, okay, I'm going to push harder. I'm going to leave, like, I'm going to work harder at conveying exactly what it is that, you know, that you're getting. So there's no confusion to anybody. And what you're so this is the business. The business is called All In. If the business is All In. It's an accountability program. So the way it works is once you sign up, there's a two-week jumpstart. You send uh, your scale, uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, proof of two snacks. And, you know, we're essentially your cheerleaders through the process or the friend that tells you what you need to hear versus what you want to hear. And okay. if you don't send it and there's not a good reason for it, then you're no longer in the program. So what's the issue? I don't get it. So that's, that's, you know, exactly like on our website, it says, you know, not everybody's a, you know, certified coach, you know, all of the information is completely, you know, laid out there, but every single one of my, every single one of my coaches went through the program and changed their life through it. So they're certified in the program and the program was, I love the way that I'm just, I'm just asking, look, I've been doing business coaching. <laughs> 
So now you don't need it. But my brain is like, I've been helping people like with their brain. So my brain is like, okay. And that, that, even though you don't need that, I'm just like, are the people that co-created the program with you, do they have the necessary credentials to certify your coaches? Well, I mean, I created it myself through- And you, and you have the certifications. And I have the certifications. So it's your program, your diet, your workout, you have the certifications and they're just coaching people through the steps. Yes, which is the same as Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers. Think about yes. it, going for your check-ins, the person doing your check-in isn't a certified- coach you could do that though by the way you, you could have your own cert- certification program for you know and add that to your business but that's a whole different <laughs> but, but the main point was when I first started my business I didn't have the certifications I just did it off lived experience and I as I started doing it I realized these are things that I want to learn these are things that I want to know I have these nutritionists look at the program to make sure that it's right oh I should add this perfect I did like these are all things that I want to make sure that you're feeling your best. And really what works in my program isn't about the food, which everybody knows, like eat clean, healthy food and you move and you lose weight. Pretty clear, but it's, it's about the accountability. All of a sudden when you're having to send picture proof and you've got skin in the game and then you don't. And then on day three, you're saying, you know what? I don't feel like doing this. I can send you the message from day one on the day that you started and say, remember how you felt this day? How yeah, that's smart. I like that. Yeah, I, I think also people will often ask me, I even think on that same podcast, it was like, well, you know, what if it's too strict or stringent or, and it's like, look, different things work for different people. So if it's like, no, I got to be held accountable and I need, you know, I need stakes, I need skin in the game, then that's what's going to work for that person. Some people do better on something that's more stringent because they want greater results at a faster pace. And I'm not saying more stringent than your program. I mean, in general. And then on the other hand, some people feel restricted if you put them on something that's too regimented and it triggers feelings of deprivation and it sends them spiraling off the wagon. So there's different programs out there for a reason. So someone can find something that works for them. And that's your, you know, I tried every program that I even did the cookie diet. I did (laughs) G diet. I went through everything. No. All right. That I am going to bash. I, I am going to bash the I, it was the. I mean, I can't believe they let like a 19 year old girl do that. Like I, and, and, the, and it was all things that weren't sustainable for your life, which is why, and actually make you feel sick, which is why I like dedicated my life. Not only because it's the only thing that holds me accountable to this lifestyle is also yeah like doing things that you can do for the rest of your life. It, and, and if it doesn't work for you and this isn't something you wanna do, don't sign up. That being said, it is, it is for everybody. Like you don't have to be able to run a marathon. Like there's some people that go on walks. It's just moving. But if you're sedentary and you're eating all junk food, you're not gonna lose weight. So no. it's- <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're probably gonna gain, you're actually gonna go the other way. Oh, I know. Should we take a little break? And then for the next part, I'm going to talk to you about like maybe some New Year's thing. I'm going to get some advice for you from some of my listeners. A lot of questions came in. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right, I'll put on my marshmallow break. chapstick while I wait through the break.
What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible Uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. 
I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. are more trapped during this pandemic than they were before this has this whole year has been absolutely nuts has it not not even pandemic wise like the things the people i know are going through it's like nuts dude just oh my dad has brain surgery and my mom almost died from covid this kind of you're like every person i know something like beyond belief has happened in one of their families same like horrendous breakups after like 10 years with like just awful. Like one guy lost his wife on a, in front of his two daughters on his birthday while he was golfing. She's, she was 34 years old. Just the craziest thinking you're like, all right. I, I know, which is why, like, I think so many people have questions about like 2021 because we are going into a year of unknowns. I know. Like, we, I know. Even though people think like, oh, tw- I'm so excited to get to 2021. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be similar to 2020. <laughs> Do you think it's going to be that bad? I actually am hopeful. And that's no, rare. I think at the beginning, it's going to, I don't think January, it's going to be, Poof, here we go. <laughs> resolutions that we're not going to keep. I think, okay, here's my, here's my, my hope for, for uh, 2021 is that, look, COVID cannot go on forever. The Spanish flu didn't go on forever. And that was 1918. So it's 2021. And we've got, I believe, at least three companies, right? Moderna, Pfizer, I think AstraZeneca, that all have a pretty effective vaccine. This has got to come to an end in the not too distant future. I mean, what do we got? Six more months of this chaos? Like, at some point, this this vaccine will get into gen pop. The most vulnerable communities will be vaccinated first, God willing, and then we'll begin to reopen and people will be able to go back to work and a lot of that depression and, and you know, insanity and chaos that it has begotten, in, in my opinion, in family units and marriages and all of that will hopefully begin to, to ease up. Um, I'm also hoping that this year puts so much pressure on so many different situations that were unstable to begin with, right? Whether it was a marriage that might've gone 10 years too long, but COVID just cracked that in half. It was like, nope, bam. It was like a fault line and COVID just applied pressure and the whole thing shattered. So it was a terrible year, but maybe, maybe it got you out of a crappy marriage that you needed to be out of. You know, maybe it brought things to an end, whether it was a career you weren't totally fulfilled in, a relationship that wasn't totally right for you. And while it you know, wrought, wrecked havoc personally and professionally for so many, I'm hoping that it almost, it's like this huge tsunami hit everyone and maybe it's taking all the old stuff out and maybe it is making way for new beginnings. I mean, that's the only way I know. <laughs> and I mean, I even know personal reasons. Like I've started putting in the work when it comes to my marriage. Like we are now reading yeah. together. We're talking about things we didn't talk about because- we have the time now and we need to do it. Like yeah. in order to grow as a couple, as, in order to grow as parents. So 
hopefully this time we actually take it. I'm not saying that every day we wake up and we need to be like, yes, we're going to do everything, but <laughs> take the time to like, get to know the people in your life that matter and yeah. have those tough conversations so that you don't, you know, become a pressure cooker and everything, you know, cracks at the, you know, when things get rough. And, and when it comes to health and fitness, what do you think as people are coming through so much stress, yeah. we should focus on, you know, as this year closes out going into 2021? My message has never changed. Um, and all I do is stack up empirical evidence to, to prove my point that, you know, your health is the platform your entire life is built on top of. It's irrefutable. It is your number one wealth. It is, you know, when health is not good, everything else will suffer indirectly without question. And now, you know, I started out this year with another scandal under my, under, <laughs> um, you know, where it was like, I was attacked by, you know, a variety of people, which as I said, is part of the course, but about how, you know, you could be healthy at any size, which is bullshit. And it's like, then COVID hit, right? Three months later. And I was like, really? What is the top contributing factor to the severity of your COVID case? Obesity. I mean, like if there's anything else we need to add to our plate to motivate us in the coming year and the coming years, the coming decade to take better care of yourself. Look at how the people you know, right? The friends, the family, their friends and family that had COVID, how they fare. And it's very clear that when we take care of our health, it was just a much easier virus to manage. I'm sorry, it just is. It's, it's not a question. The doc, I'm not a doctor. The doctors have come out. They've identified obesity as, as a major problem. And of all the times to, to really grab the bull by the horns here and find you know, the silver lining, if COVID hasn't driven you to prioritize your health, I just don't know. I don't know what does. And I, I mean, I think I, I, I fully hear what you're saying. And I think so many people, I'm sure they say the same to you, say to me, how are you so motivated all the time? How are you so motivated? And I always say back, I am not motivated. I am, I am, if I was waiting to be motivated every single day, I would quit. I'm committed. So yeah, I get it. to yourself, you have to schedule yourself into your day and you have to make yourself a priority before you can take care of anybody else. And also oh. kids are seeing what you're doing. The people in your life know what you're doing. So if yeah. you are not moving, if you're not taking care of yourself and yet you're on your phone like this, go play outside kids. <laughs> you're not going to do it. They're just not. You have to practice what you preach. You have to show up <sighs> your family or those things aren't going to change. And like, when you even talk about, like I read something, I think it was in the Washington Post about how teenage suicide is up. Oh God, I know. And it's heartbreaking because these I know. are one living their entire life on social media, which we know how good that works out for us. <laughs> right. And these filtered versions of people's lives are their um, highlight reels. And, and they don't have any ability because nobody's, nobody's taking action. Did you watch um, The Social Dilemma on Netflix? Yes. Oh, my God. It the just... little girls with the filters and then deleting it in yes. one second if they don't get enough likes. Oh, 
I won't let my kids have social. I mean, they're only eight and 10 and I'm like, no way. No, no shot, no how, not happening. I, I, I let my daughter have an iCloud so she can text her grandparents and stuff like right. that. But that's it. Like, they're like, can I, can I do that? No, no, <laughs> no. Because like, I already know. I already know what they do to me. And like, I have a pretty good like head on yeah. my shoulders when it comes to taking one on the chin. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, but it, it does. It, I noticed even for me personally with friends, like you'd see pre-COVID friends out to dinner and you're like, uh, I wasn't invited. And it would give me like, it would make me feel insecure and left out. It brought me to like that high school. That me? Yes, <laughs> dude. I was like, oh, I'm going to mute that person. It was ridiculous. I'm like, I'm a grown ass woman. It made me feel like complete. I know social is social's tough. <sighs> it's tough. Yeah. And they keep talking about using it as a force of good, but it's like, you know, which during a pandemic, you're thinking, okay, community, right? Like how can we use it to bring people together and build community? But my God, right now, the algorithms are definitely set up for the opposite to make people just feel like a lot of the, time. the worst. And, and now it's gotten to the point where people can't be vulnerable and share what they're going through because then either they're going to get attacked for it or yeah. um, you want attention. Oh, I didn't hear the one attention. I do know like the whole cancel culture thing. Like, God forbid you say like, I hate IVF. Ah, you say, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, it's like, I do know, I do know that. Uh, but I did not hear the you want attention thing. You want attention because you're sharing instead of like, you want, you want people to know they're not alone. You want attention. Oh my God. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, 
if someone presented this program to me and not just because I've already experienced it. Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. A lighter note, for those that don't, like their gyms are closed and that entire portion of them has, you know, kind of shut down and they're using that as their reason why they can't work out. Can you tell us a little about your fitness app? Oh, you're so cute. I mean, look, here's the reality is that, um, you know, you and I both know that you don't need a gym. There's a million things you could do. So there are a million apps. Mine is one. You have a program, right? There's, There's a million different opportunities to work out at home, to get outside, that are affordable and accessible. You don't need $2,000 for a bike. You don't need $2,000 for a screen on the wall, which you know is a great business, but not everybody has that kind of money. I mean, you can easily utilize your own body weight or some free weights, a jump rope. I mean, they're, it's limitless. So you want to do it. You have to want to do you gotta it. You got to want to do it. Exactly. Like, I mean, I could literally name a hundred different exercises right now. You need no equipment for side lunges, forward lunges, air squats, weighted squats, side squats, push-ups, walkout push-ups, sit-up, plank, jumping jacks, high knees, but I mean, the point is it's totally there for you and it's totally affordable, but yes, you're right. You got to be committed. You've got to want it. You've got to have your, I've often said, you've got to have that why, right? Which is why you do the work, why you stay committed because it is work. It is. It's sacrifice and it's work. But if you've got a reason to do it, 
then you bring you bring a purpose to the work and then it becomes a passion. Whereas without it, I think it just feels more punishing to people. And the year has felt so punishing that they're like, I just can't. I can't, I can't take one more thing that doesn't feel like a glass of wine in front of the undoing. <laughs> I actually wrote that <laughs> show down. Now they're like, now that I'm, that's my night tonight. But I mean, I think also it's about figuring out what you like. I mean, I know that I used to fail when I would say every day I need to wake up and I need to do this. It's going to be this. I'm going to run this or I'm going to lift this weight or I'm going to go to this class or do whatever it may be to start, just do something, just do yeah. something. And then you'll start to crave it. Then you'll realize that you're mentally feeling better because you're moving in some capacity. And then now's a good time to try out different things to see what you actually like. And then do more of that. I totally agree with you. I even took up, like I had never jumped up before. And when we were in full blown lockdown, which now we are again, <laughs> uh, God bless this year. Um, I bought a jump rope and I was like, all right, I'm going to learn something new. I've always sucked at this. I wonder if I could get good at it. And I started watching these guys on YouTube called the jump rope dudes. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I like worked out with the jump rope dudes in my room. Cause it was just something different for me. Yeah. And now I'm actually, I mean, these guys are amazing. They're, they're guys that are incredible at it, but now I'm like, Oh my God, I can actually jump rope for like 20 minutes and I can do like side swipes and boxer skips and, you know, cross skips and double unders and it, it was fun for me it was something fresh it was something new to develop it was a new skill that I didn't think I could ever get good at and you're right it gave me an opportunity to try something new get out of my comfort zone and I was nice and even you saying that just now I'm like oh my gosh now that I don't uh, pee my pants anymore after my last baby I want to try that like I think also what keeps it fun is set new goals for yourself like for yeah. me when I'm complacent is when I get myself in the most trouble like, oh. like complacency is not my friend. Like I have to like, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, and more like I need to focus on doing more meditation or yoga or stretching or running or whatever it may be. Yeah. Like I have to do that. I find that you, you and I, and I'm, I'm going to speak for you here based on, you know, what you've told me today that you and I do have these inherent sort of obligations to it now, where it's it's your business. It's my business. We do have kids, right? So when you look at these, the variety of whys, it's like, well, now it's my business. So yeah. I got to show people that like, I actually know what I'm talking about because my livelihood depends on this. I'm my best before and after or best case study. And then, you know, you're right with the kids. What can you actually do? You, you do lead by example. You are their primary role model, at least for you know, the first decade, I would certainly hope, or I've, I've noticed. And, you know, my kids will, if I'm out paddleboarding or horseback riding or jumping rope or skiing, they're doing that with me. It's not like, oh, let me lift weights. They're eight and 10. Right. <laughs> but it teaches them that an athletic lifestyle is a fun lifestyle. And, you know, it builds their confidence and they get into karate because I was into karate. So yeah, there's a motivation there. And for me, I want to be that cool mom. Like I want my kids to look back and be like, my mom was such a badass. She was snowboarding with me in Tahoe on a black diamond. So, like, so <laughs> I want that to be their memory of me. You know what I mean? And you and I have all these whys. And I would say that no matter what the why is, whether it's just skinny jeans or it's meeting your great grandchildren or it's raising money for cancer research because you lost a loved one to cancer this year. And so you decided to do like 
a stand-up to cancer triathlon, whatever it is. I also like to find something that really is meaningful to me. And it helps me better tolerate that work and that sacrifice. And you and I have a lot of whys. I would say I'm hoping a lot of your your listeners, your watchers probably have similar ones. It's probably not their business. Right. But well, I mean, kids. that's why I created the business because I knew that I needed this so I could continue the habit for myself. I was somebody who, you know, growing up and do it, you know, living the way that I did, I had every excuse in the book to quit all the time. And being accountable has been the only thing that has worked for me. And it doesn't matter. I mean, I could do any program. It's just a, the accountability aspect of it is what I needed, which is why you needed. I get it. And I think that some people do. And, and I think that regardless of where you are, it's never too late to get started. Also, I think people often say, I'm, I'm over this age. I can't get started anybody can get started. You don't have to do exactly what I'm doing or what Jillian's doing, but you can get started on what works for you. It's not one size fits all, but it is like you have, you have to do some work for it to work for you. Without question. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you can't just show up at your business or at your job and not work and not get fired. (laughs) You know, even if it is, if it's your own business and you show up, and you don't do anything, you're going out of business. That's the reality. Like you're talking about how you're working with your husband on the marriage. I mean, marriages are constant work. It doesn't mean they always work out, but it's, it's work. It's not easy. It's work. And you have to like show up for each other yeah. or else it won't work. So whatever that is, and it's the same thing with yourself. Your relationship with yourself is just as important as your relationship with other people. Because if you hate yourself, you are not going to be good with anybody. Oh my God. And if you're, you know what? Okay. Here's a good one that I, I was thinking about a relationship that had gone sideways, not a romantic one. And I, you know, was feeling very sanctimonious. And I was like, I was such a good friend. And I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this and I didn't do anything wrong. I don't even see my side of the street here. I would kill for a friend like me. And then believe it or not, I saw this really stupid, cheesy meme on someone's Instagram. And it was like, do things for people because you love them, not because, or like not for love. And I was like, oh my God, like everything I did, I did because I wanted them to love me. I expected something in return and I didn't get what I wanted in return. So I felt slighted. And I, and I was like, this is my own bullshit. Like still deep down, this is my own insecurity of feeling unlovable. So I overgave, overextended myself, then felt res- resentful and bitter about it. And it's like, how many times do I need to have the same lesson of like, you got to give this stuff to yourself. You got to be that support system for you first. You got to love yourself first. And then what other people do give you will be enough, but not looking for them to kind of complete you or over. It's all anyway. My point is you're absolutely right. If you don't deal with you first, all of your relationships are going to kind of inherently have that fault line in them. Of course. If you don't, and you don't, and also if you don't know yourself, like as silly as it is, I just took the love languages quiz. Have you ever taken that? Oh my God. Everyone has told me to read this damn book. Uh, I, I've, I've got to read it. Well, Everyone has told me to do sure it. Was like, oh, I'm a person that wants um, quality time. That's what I want. That's me. That I took the quiz and it's like, no, you want words of affirmation. And I was like, what? I <laughs> compliments and like I had to have this like big talk with myself and I was like honey maybe I need you to like 
tell me things in the morning, like compliments, not compliments, but like you're doing a good job. Yeah. But I had absolute, and truthfully, now that we've made that, his is acts of service, which is of course my worst thing. I was like, great. <laughs> like you want me to like fix you breakfast and do all of these things. But it's like silly, the things you don't even know about yourself. But once you make a little shift, so like, I'm like, oh, wow. I do have a pep in my step when my husband's like, oh, I listened to your podcast. I loved it. Like, which I never would have thought that's something I needed. Oh, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. It, it, it's an ongoing journey of self-exploration, isn't it? It's like, you, no matter how old I get, no matter how much work I think I've done on myself, there's always something new to learn. <laughs> but that's, I, that's why, right? You're saying you're committed. You're all in because it is, it's like, it never ends. It doesn't end. It's an ongoing journey of evolving and growing and staying committed to that process, but it's worth it. It's worth it for sure. I have two last questions that are oh, please. questions. Um, they're first, which honestly, a lot okay. of people ask this question. So they want to know what your biggest like flex is on the holiday. Like what is like the one indulgence that you really get into? I got, okay. So, you know, where I really do sort of cheat and I have my justifications for it to a certain extent is with alcohol. Like I don't drink a lot, <laughs> but if I had my way, like if I really was disciplined, I would probably have like maybe two glasses of red wine a week. Cause I'm like, I could just sub supplement like NMN and resveratrol, like a thousand grams a day and get all the benefits from my sirtuins and my longevity gene, like I can get like, that's what I mean when I'm like, not so about <laughs> like getting out on that sort of outer edge of the universe with food and supplements. But you know, that's where I'm like, it kind of makes me a little chubby. I'm already estrogen dominant. And you know, it's like, makes me a little soft. Like I wish I would just, I would love the ability to be like JLo and be like, I don't drink. Oh, no. <laughs> she just, and she just did this thing with about her skin line. I was at her like new, you know, skin by JLo or whatever it's called. And I was like, her skin is flawless. She's not in the sun. She's Peach. not drinking. Like, yes. I need Let's to start another feud. Let's you and I decide that we want to go after JLo because we're so jealous. Oh, it's yeah. disgusting. Like, literally, I, I'm like, you're disgusting, Jennifer Lopez. Nobody <laughs> looks like that. You've set an unreasonable example, and I'm furious. The problem is she, she does She's look like 15. And she works so hard. Like, you have to just be obsessed with her. You have to be like, she puts in the work. Like, oh my God. There's no it's one that works harder. And, yeah, and she'll just be like, I don't drink. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I know alcohol is mine, but it's for me, it's margaritas. Wine. Obsessed with red wine. Obsessed. And then I love my new house. Whiskey. Huge, huge wine cellar. We only have four bottles in it. There's like 600 fakes that we. <laughs> Um, now I genuinely don't like you. I've decided. Now we have. Now a, I have a real reason. <laughs> well, maybe I'll maybe I'll send you over one of our four. Uh, okay, last one. One tip for creating a sustainable lifestyle. I mean, it's so cliche, but this really is like the the answer. You know, when it's like, what's the meaning of life? I, I the, the answer, the right way forward on just about every issue, whether it's politics, love, health, is balance. I mean, you, oh, coffee's bad for you. Coffee's great for you. Red wine's great for you. Red wine's bad for you. 
if you overdo anything, whether it's vitamin A or vitamin C, or you underdo anything, right? You could drink enough water to kill yourself. You could drink not enough water and it's a problem. Everything in life is balanced. It's not about, yes, go all in, but all in on a lifestyle. I mean, it's not about like all as in never going to have wine, never going to have sugar, you know, all going to work out every day. And it's not abandoning all of it either. It's just common sense and approaching everything with some perspective and balance so that it's it's more manageable and it's more reasonable and you'll find that with health or anything else for that matter the truth or the right way forward i won't say the truth but the right way forward is usually somewhere in the middle i agree uh, well i thank you so much for joining me i look forward to feuding with you again soon <laughs> it was a pleasure thanks for listening Subscribe to Teddy Teapot on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.